she was like, so she was like whispering, can I come in? Like, just go. <laughs> Oh, that's great. It's like dating Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> Joe Rogan's a podcaster. Yeah, Joe Rogan's the host of Fear Factor. This is also true. Mm-hmm. Is that, that is also true. <laughs> Garrett, your face was my favorite. Wait, I didn't know that. Really? I didn't know that. That's nuts. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look anything like he looks now, so... But yeah, all, isn't right? isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah I only know him from podcasting. <laughs> Ew, that's weird. Let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around the ups and downs, you know. I, I just said, look. Once again, everyone, welcome to A Breath of Fresh Life. Uh, We are on episode number 12, I believe, today. Um, And today we will be uh, discussing movies. So we'll be talking about um, our favorite movies, you know, actors and actresses, you know, kind of just the whole thing that that goes into this. I'm pretty excited for uh, today's episode. So uh, we'll bring in our two co-hosts, Andrew Lydon, Brenna Keefe. Hey, guys. Hello. How are we? We are good. I'm good. I'm very good. How, how are you guys? I'm really happy to be here. Me too. Good. Good. I am as well. I'm looking forward to getting into today's episode, talking about um, our favorite movies and just kind of all that stuff. Um, really excited. So um, I figured we could get started with kind of our earliest memories of either you know going to movie theaters or you know watching movies or just kind of like maybe our early early memories of like maybe favorite movies or things like that so i'm really curious to hear from you guys Ooh, my probably honestly anything with a dog in it was a movie for me in my early years of life like all dogs go to heaven that movie sticks out in my brain Mm -hmm. um my god fox and the hound ripped my heart out and stomp on it a little bit harder so good though there's just so many movies that it like beethoven another one i i feel like i just loved movies with dogs in it when i was little because i didn't like when, when bad things happen to people i'd get upset but like when bad things happen to dogs it was like the worst thing in the world but i was like turn that movie back on <laughs> but nothing specific beyond that just mm. dogs what about you my very earliest movie that I really took to was Angels in the Outfield so from the ages of like probably three to five I think I watched that every single morning uh, so <laughs> <laughs> wow eventually I'd watch that entire movie um 
which could be a whole podcast within itself. Oh, yeah. A lot there. Um, And I remember just, I remember like for me just being the youngest child of three would just always being seeing movies with content in it that I probably shouldn't have seen. Everyone was just aware of it. And then we'd go home and it was not spoken of. So that is like Spider-Man 1 and 2. I was so young. Whenever those movies came out, I saw them in theaters. So do the You saw those movies in theaters? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, those are my earliest memories with movies. That's so interesting. Um, so I think, I think probably one of the movies I remember most from when I was a child was, uh, or movie series, uh, Land Before Time. Those were those are movies that I loved yes. when I was three, four, five years old. Like that's what I started watching when I was little. Um, and I'm sure you know there are many other movies that maybe I could talk about. But yeah, that's like the first thing I remember. Um, Who is your watching... favorite? Oh, see, it's been so long that like I cannot even I can barely remember the character. Like I remember the character names, like um, like Littlefoot and uh, Ducky, but like that's it. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah yeah. Yep. You have a dinosaur phase, Garrett? Uh, yes. And actually, I'll talk about it a little bit later. But yeah, I do have kind of a little bit of a fascination with, with dinosaur movies, um, as I'm sure, you know, we'll get into that at some point. Um, but that's probably my earliest movie memories, you know, and then watching like the classic Disney and like Pixar movies. Like Toy Story is my entire childhood. Yes. Like that's that movie means like so much to me. Um, and so yeah, you know, watching those movies, watching Toy Story three, Toy Story four. I mean, yeah, I definitely I I got emotional watching those movies. It's interesting. I feel like I'm a Disney generation away from you too, mm. because like I didn't grow like I didn't grow up with any of those movies. I grew up with like. Little Mermaid, Cinderella, Snow White, like sure. the the OG movies, right. the really fun, better ones didn't come out till I got older. <laughs> and it's and it's funny because a lot of the Disney or Pixar movies we still have the VHS tapes. Yeah. Bugs Life, Toy Story, uh, Snow White, uh, Beauty and the Beast, if I'm not mistaken, you know any of those classic movies. Good question. Bugs Life. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Kevin Spacey's in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is. Mm. Huh. Um, I would say, you know, maybe this isn't a specific, it's not specific movies, but I remember there was um, a blockbuster in Sudbury, maybe 10 minutes from my house. Um, and every Friday afternoon, uh, when I was, you know, growing up before I, you know, went to like, like normal school. So it was like preschool or kindergarten, you know, I go grocery shopping with my mom and then we go to Blockbuster after and I pick out a movie. And that was like such a big thing for me. Like I loved going to Blockbuster and that's like my earliest memories of movies, like wanting to go to Blockbuster be like, Ooh, you know, what, what am I going to check out? Um, I totally forgot about Blockbuster, but I just had, like, a recurring memory. Like, you know when you waited in line at Blockbuster, and they had that wall of candy right next to you? 
and you're like prepping for a sleepover, going to get a movie, and you're like, can I please just get like two boxes of candy? <laughs> like, yeah, we had the candy candy conversation quite a few times. You have to. Yeah. There also was like a gumball machine too, like on the way out um, of the Blockbuster in Sudbury, and yeah, I remember getting those gumballs. Um, I always will remember, you know, memories of me as, you know, maybe five, six, seven years old. Um, there would be nights that we would like order pizza and we'd watch Star Wars. And so, you know, watching Star Wars has always been, you know, a movie that's hit home for me because it's, you know, so special that, you know, those are my earliest memories of watching movies. Do either... You are so prepared for this. I was not expecting to hear about gumball machines. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, Keep going, man. I did want to ask one more thing before I kind of go, you know, so I don't have to go off on a tangent. But do either of you remember, like, your first movie that you saw in the theaters? Or, or like, an early experience of going to the movies? Because I can't remember the first movie that I've seen, but I remember, like, early movies maybe that I've seen. I can't think, like, I, there's a couple random memories popping in my head, but honestly, I, it wasn't the first movie I saw in theaters, but I remember one that was, like, a big deal to go see was the first Harry Potter. Mm. I saw that in theaters with my dad and with um, my friend Caitlin, and we were so excited, because it was, like, the books were still coming out, and the... I don't know. I, that one I remember really vivid. Like that, we made that a big event because hmm. we loved the books. But like, I can't really remember anything earlier than that. Hmm. Was there any like OG like releases that you went to that you felt like you were like top of the world for hitting that midnight premiere? to one midnight premiere <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm like okay i'm not embarrassed by it but like it is a little embarrassing to say sometimes but like i am my favorite movies in the entire world uh which i'm sure we would have asked eventually is the pirates of the caribbean series um don't know why love it i love johnny depp i love the plots of the movies they're so funny i can if we ever watch the first one together i can tell you every single line <laughs> but i went to the midnight premiere <laughs> of the third one nice <laughs> that was my big uh my big midnight premiere experience <laughs> wow must have been sold out <laughs> <laughs> there were people in cosplay there was a lot of i was wow. like oh, i should have dressed up like it was and it was mm. at the imax in a native you know i don't really know what's going on ever but what is cosplay what's going on there you just want to dress up like the people you think are cool okay that, oh, that's what i understand it to be okay yeah yep yeah it's like yeah dressing up as characters and it's not just movies there are people that go crazy for you know dressing up um and being into kind of that uh like batman and like dc and like marvel stuff uh you do see some crazy stuff like people get really creative with costumes 
and it's and they get you amazing. get really niche too. Exactly. Those are my favorite costumes. Yeah. I love those ones. Wait, have either of you been to a midnight premiere? I have not actually, and that's kind of embarrassing. Gary. What? You gotta get to a midnight premiere. Yeah. No, yeah. I really do. We gotta do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, if I figure out, you know, when the, the, the Batman movie ends up coming out, you know, chances are I'll probably try to go to that. Um, but no, I've never been to a midnight premiere. I think, like, one of the first experiences I remember was going to see Ice Age when I was, like, maybe oh. six, seven. I, I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. What about you, Drew? I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't think I'm maybe. I feel very prepared to answer all these questions, but I was not prepared to hear all your responses. Hmm. <laughs> Is how I would describe the beginning of this podcast. Um, early movies or just movies that I've been to. First midnight premiere, and I think only midnight premiere was the last Harry Potter. And I went with my brother and the Gagne family, who we're pretty close with. That's pretty cool. And they were like, everyone was very unapologetically big Harry Potter people. Very fun. Uh, only Midnight Premiere I've been to. I can't really think of too many early memories. I remember um, I saw the movie Mulan in the theaters, and I told my mom, and I think my dad convinced me to go because I said the movie was like Mo Vaughn, and I loved Mo Vaughn, the first baseman of the Red Sox. <laughs> Um, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to see Mo Vaughn. I'm going to see Mo Vaughn. And then it was a movie about like, um, like a warrior. So that snuck <laughs> up on me. And then, yeah, just being so terrified of all the Spider-Man movies. And then when Voldemort became, spoiler alert, but, uh, in the fourth, he like comes back to life and he was so spooky looking and the three headed dog, all those things I remember seeing being like, man, this is, this is, this is, uh, my stomach was turning. That the um, the unwrapping of the the head. Oh, from episode yeah. one. That yeah, was, that was scary in theaters. I won't lie. That was a little intense. I think I was in like first grade. I was like, oh, I like this part. <laughs> Wait, I have a I have a thing that just came to my brain. This is a true story. I'm going to expose somebody here. I went to the second Pirates of the Caribbean with my dad, my brother, myself, and Matt Nazer. At the second Pirates of the Caribbean, here's where I'm exposing somebody. Nazer got so scared, he stepped out. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. I, that literally, that was been in my brain for all these years, and I just never thought about it. And then you brought up the Pirates of the Caribbean, and then it just came all the way back. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. What was scary to him in that movie? We'll have to ask him. We'll have to get him on the pod. But um, I think it was the bad guy with like the tentacle face. Ah, uh, okay, I can see that. Interesting. Um, hey, podcast world, my girlfriend's here. Say hi, Kate. Hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> she was like. She was like whispering, can I come here? I was like, just go. Oh, that's great. It's like dating Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> Joe Rogan's a podcaster. 
majority of the hosts of Fear Factor. This is also true. Mm -hmm. That that is also true. (laughs) Garrett, your face was my favorite. Wait, I didn't know that. Really? I didn't know that. That's nuts. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't look anything like he looks now, so... But yeah, all, isn't right? isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah I only know him from podcasting. <laughs> wow. Ew, that's weird. Okay, sorry. Anyway, we can continue our movie discussion. <laughs> so I was trying to think of like if there are any like scary moments that I've like actually gotten scared. And I don't know. I can't put my, I can't I can't think of anything. But I do remember going to see. Uh, Joker last year and being pretty nervous in the theater like oh, okay um, this is the first time I felt unsafe in a movie theater where I'm like mm-hmm. okay uh, that that's that's kind of scary um, I don't really want to say anything about the movie because it's still kind of recent that I wouldn't want to spoil it um, um yeah, Andrew, that's so that's so interesting that you have that specific memory of, of that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd love to get Matt Nazer to address that. <laughs> the allegations. That that makes me think of like, have you ever been at like I don't know, I guess I'm a huge baby, so this is more like a scary movie question, but hmm. like because you like scary movies, correct, or no? Kind of. It, like, really depends on what it is. Like, so would you ever see a scary movie in the theater? No. Okay. Absolute, I would never absolutely either. not. That's what I wanted to ask. Okay. Yeah. No, I would absolutely never see something remotely scary in the theater. No way. I would rather just watch it on my own time. Um, and actually, now that you mention it, um, have either of you seen Get Out? Yeah, you know that's a movie that I would have been. I literally would have peed myself if I watched that in the theater. Um, but then I watched it a few years ago on HBO, and I was like, okay, you know, it was terrifying. But like, I would have been so scared if I'd seen that in the theater. I never worked up the courage to see that movie. Yeah, if you don't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend seeing it. No, uh, it's pretty freaky. So, Andrew or Brenna, do you guys have, like, questions for each other, or? Andrew, I know you do. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Andrew does have questions. Well, uh, what am I, I think I'm most curious about, like, the, um, the movies that, like, either you've tried to hold in tears at, like, you fought to not cry at. Or movies you were really terrified of and you just stayed in the pocket and didn't freak out. Or try not to because you were watching it with people. Any of those stories? Um, well, actually, it's ironic that I mentioned the, that I mentioned Joker because um, that was definitely an interesting experience because I had see, I see outside with like three or four people and, you know, not three or four people that like are my closest, like best friends. Like I saw it with kind of a fringe friend group that sounds disrespectful, but um, there, there, it, it was a good group of guys and we went to go see it and like, yeah, I like legitimately got scared and I was like, you know, the, 
the filmmaking I thought was of that movie was incredible because it made you feel you know scared and that's exactly what you know that character is supposed to do and um, I just thought that the way that they approached that movie was amazing I never would have thought that they would have approached it in the way that they did and approaching it kind of is like a scary like like kind of a, a like a look into someone who like if worse comes to worse you know there are bad things that can happen to a person and they can snap um so i think definitely in terms of being scared like that's probably a good a good one to to have an example for um i remember seeing um so what was shia labeouf to Dis- disturbia Disturbed. Could, I'm gonna, could be. Hmm, I'm gonna look it up because now I don't know. Oh, well, but, that's fine. Um, it's like a scary. I don't know. Scary movie, but it's oh, it is called Disturbia. Okay, cool. And it's like he lives in this house. He just moved in. It's next door neighbor. Like, it's it's like a thriller. And I am not a thriller person. I don't vibe with that. I don't do scary. Um, and I was sitting in the theater, like, shaking, so scared, the anticipation, and, like, in the end, it wasn't even that scary, but it was the anticipation was freaking me out. I thought I was going to leave, like, three or four times out of the theater, but I didn't. I stuck through it, and so that's probably, like, the toughest movie I've stuck through, like, in the theaters. Wow. I stuck through The Ring, but that one was, like, a lot of tears, and it didn't end well. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But Serbia, I did make it through. <laughs> wow. So it's funny. Like, I think if I think of the kind of scary movies that I've seen, I've seen them all on my own time. I've not gone to the movie theater. Don't. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> Unless you lift your fringe shreds and you want to see the Joker. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, there was a... Um, film class that I took when I was a sophomore, maybe, um, film as a narrative art, I think the class was called. Um, and so we watched all different kinds of like classic movies. And so when we went to kind of a classic, like thriller slash horror, we watched Psycho from Mm -hmm. 1960. It's like one of Alfred Hitchcock's like most famous movies. And that movie's like kind of a psychological thriller, not exactly horror, like super scary, but holy cow, there's one scene at the end that is absolutely terrifying. And it's not even the actual scene, but it's like the anticipation of it where like, you know, something really scary is going to happen. And like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, But yeah, I think Joker is probably the only kind of scary movie that I've seen in the theater. What about you, Andrew? Um... Um, uh, the the film Lone Survivor is a movie about uh, Operation Red Wing, like a bunch of Navy SEALs who uh, went on a mission and you know had to fight off a bunch of um, um, you know people when they were up at war and, and they a lot of them end up dying except for Marcus Luttrell and at the end they show all like the fallen people but like real clips of them dancing with their significant others and. Um, I'll always just break down crying watching that and like all my roommates will always see me watching that movie like every six months and kind of just make fun of me as I cry at the end um, that's what comes to mind uh, and then also Marley and Me 
I tried so hard not to cry at the end of Marley and Me. And I remember my uncle like coming by and like checking up on our eyes, seeing if anyone was tearing up. So, but I didn't. Huge credit to me. That was a big masculine test back in the day. You didn't um, cry during Marley and Me. Held it in. Hold it in. Uh, <laughs> um, I I have avoided that movie for that exact purpose. Yeah. That's, oh, that what? Just, it's a great reason to cry. It's a great reason to cry. Yeah, I know. I just I don't want to get that sad. Fair. Don't want. Have you seen a dog's journey or a dog's purpose? No, because I knew that was gonna make me cry. Those are beautiful movies. Yeah, I know. Baby. <laughs> I know. I just don't like watching movies that I know I'm gonna cry. Well, no, me either. I hate that. But guess what? You know what I'm just realizing now that I'm connecting these dogs? It's a dog's movie, and that's why I watch it. Like, all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. That movie breaks hearts, but I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. Man, like, no, all of those are great. I hate The Notebook. That movie can burn. I hate mm. crying at the end of that movie. It makes me feel awful. But all these dog movies that make me cry, I watch anyway. So if I if I think oh sorry, go. Would you say Andrew? What about Airbud, Brenna? Oh my God, I love Airbud. That that's a movie that I have seen. And then they have like the puppies. Garrett was talking about like some like at the movies class. Did you take that one in Nate Akai? Like at, it was called at the movies with uh, Miss Soulette. No, I wish I did though, because I have students who take it now, and I've helped them with their assignments. That class sounds so cool. Yeah, all my friends took that class. We loved that class. And I learned a lot about watching movies, like, analytically, and then also mm-hmm. just cool, cool teacher, cool professor. Learned a lot. That's almost exactly the class that I had at, at Springfield, where we watched a lot of, like, old, like, classic movies, which was really cool. Like, we watched Wizard of Oz. We watched um, The Godfather. We watched Casablanca. Um, then we watched Annie Hall, which is like a romantic comedy from the seventies with uh, Woody. Uh, shoot, what the heck, Woody Allen? I wanted to say Woody Harrelson. Um, trying to think of movies that I've got like cried at. Well, I kind of cried a few times watching the last Star Wars movie. I'm not a I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> um, I don't think I saw Toy Story three or four in the theater, but I did cry watching those. Um, I don't think I like going to see movies where, like, I know it's sad. I don't know. You know what movie, like, really every time makes me cry? And it's it's honestly not even a... It's, I mean, it's... There's a part that's sad in the movie, but it's not a sad movie in general. Is Crazy Rich Asians. Um, mm. The part when they're doing the big wedding scene and, mm. like, she starts walking down the aisle, like, water's rolling down and it's like the way they set it up i don't know what it is but like Hmm. i hysterically cry like it's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and i guess to me that's why it makes me cry so i like it even more so there's like more appreciation to it but that i will say that movie it makes me so happy and that one part i will cry every time Hmm. highly recommend even if you just watch that scene you'll know exactly what i'm talking about sure Um, what characteristics of a movie would make it a five-star movie for you? Hmm. Um, I guess I I could start with that. Um, I'm a really huge dialogue person. 
I really enjoy movies that have really solid dialogue. Like, I think, if I think of, like, all my favorite movies, they all have really solid dialogue. Now, I know, you know, I don't really know if, like, you consider comedy movies that necessarily, because it's, like, just kind of writing jokes and writing funny stuff. But, like, if I think about all the movies that I enjoy, um, even, like, kind of the niche movies that I have, all they have great dialogue. Um, that's something that's kind of important to me. Like even superhero movies have great dialogue or the good ones have really good dialogue. Um, I felt like there was something else. I don't know. I can't feel like there was another element that I thought of. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great dialogue is a big characteristic and we'll come back to you if you think of another one. Yeah. Um, for me, it's character development. It's, like, huge for me. It's it's why I watch the TV shows that I watch. It's why I watch the movies that I do. Um, is when it's, like, a just strong character development in different ways. Like, it doesn't have to go from, like, oh, you were bad to all of a sudden you're a good guy in the end, you know? Like, movies with humor, good character development. And I think a level of empathy or, like, a deeper emotion that would be a five-star movie for me. Those three characteristics. What is, is the, is the word cinematography like kind of like sets and like yeah. stuff like that. So I, I guess I would say movies with that. Like I really enjoy um, movies like, uh, I guess for lack of a better example, Lord of the Rings, just because like the, the um you know visuals and just like where they're filming it's it's amazing like looking at all that and kind of being blown away that okay like they've really done an incredible job kind of putting together a world but then also being able to kind of film it um and so a lot of filming in that in that series is done in new zealand which is like one of the most beautiful places on earth so uh, that's something i also enjoy it doesn't necessarily have to be like every movie but i do enjoy movies that have big kind of splashy visual visuals i guess yeah, you, you make me think about when you get like <clears throat> the 3d glasses remember those back and like yeah pop out of you, the third dimension yes just how that was huge back in the day those movies used to give me headaches yeah i didn't like them either yeah, yeah i wish they like i i don't know i feel like some people really liked them and then some people were like mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> when I think about like movie characteristics that really got me fired up and I was like this is because I was trying to figure out what movies like if we were to have the conversation what are some of your favorite movies I was like well what is some of my characteristics so I could think about what movies I've watched and that kind of led me to asking you guys this question and I think to me like fundamentally like most I'm honestly more of a reader than I am like a movie person so like even right now, like, like I have the Odyssey and um, the Alchemist, which is like very concentrated on like, hero's journey, and like person sets out to do big thing, has mentor along the way, has big failure where they must deal with that failure, you know, grow, be better for it, achieve the thing. But like the biggest takeaway is that like you go on the journey; it's not like the result. I love those movies. So um, Rocky would be one of them. Uh, you know, Whiplash would be one of them. 
and then um, just things that like will take like um, big cuts on like lifelong things. So like I think Goodwill Hunting is a good example, the Green Mile stuff where they're looking at like what's the meaning of life, you know, how can you make the best of a bad situation? Those like timeless questions that we all deal with. I think, you know, movie as a lens can kind of bring great stories and great images together. Um, And that's why I think movies is a great art. But I think to me, at the core of it, there has to be that journey and that development or they have to hit a lifelong question or I might as well throw on Step Brothers and we're just doing it to have a fun time. So uh, those are kind of the ones that make a classic movie for me. I think I also just in general, and that probably feeds into what you're saying, just stories that just are really well told. Um, Just the storytelling, whether it's an individual movie, whether it's movie series, or whether it's something as big as like the, the Avengers franchise, where it's, you know, 20 plus movies, and they're able to weave everything together. I mean, I know that we could probably spend hours and hours talking about that whole series, but... So I recently watched all the movies all the way through and the way that they're able to tie all the things together in Endgame is just ridiculous. Like, that's where it's like, there are some movies that you watch and you're so blown away at how the filmmakers, producers, like everyone can get together and put together a really incredible work of art. Just something that blows me away. Like, that people are that talented at that is just ridiculous. I'm actually doing the exact same thing with Kate, and we just finished Thor Ragnarok last night, which means Endgame is next, and I'm so excited, because I mean, I've seen it twice now, so this will be my third time, but she's seeing all of this for the first time, starting at quarantine, so like from when quarantine started to now, we've gone through the whole thing, and I am like... Even just hearing you talk about it, like, I'm getting so psyched to watch the last one with yeah. her. Because her mind's going to explode. And it's like, I get to be with her when she watches it for the first time, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that really is an amazing movie franchise. Yeah. Ugh. What's your favorite one, Garrett? Like, uh, your favorite superhero or favorite movie of all of them? Um, well, it's it's got to be The Dark Knight. That's, um, that... Uh, Christopher Nolan Batman series is like everything to me. That movie is just, uh, I don't know. It just, everything comes together in, in that movie where it's like, um, just everything, you know, the dialogue is amazing. The storytelling is amazing. Um, just like even the hero's journey, if you want to say that, and kind of the, the struggles that Batman goes through in the movie as, you know, Batman and as Bruce Wayne, where it's like, okay, there's this villain who we don't really understand what he's after and how exactly do you deal with that? And um, there are a bunch of different elements in that movie, like looking at him as a vigilante, like obviously, you know, it's good the things that he does that he's able to, you know, take care of criminals, but is it really his job to do that? You know, is it really people, like should people really be looking up to him like a vigilante or should they be looking up to people who are kind of elected officials or they're hired to like do that job? And is it really his job to take the law into his own hands? Um, and it also deals with crazy, like questions of morality. Like there's a scene, um, 
so obviously spoiler alert, but the movie is over 10 years old, so I'm not really going to waste my time with that. But there's a scene where the Joker basically has, um, or I, I, I don't know exactly the scene, but basically it's like there's a boat of criminals and a boat of regular citizens, and he gives each boat a detonator to blow up the other boat, and it's this crazy, like, psychological like human decision where there are these people on the boat the citizens are like well you know those men are you know criminals they deserve to die and it's like this insane you know dilemma that you know in, in reality no one would ever be put in that situation but it's like a crazy look into like how people you know deal with kind of insane moral questions um but yeah that movie just to me has everything Who would play you in a film about your life? I knew you were going to ask that. I honestly have no idea. I think I would want Jennifer Lawrence, probably. For no reason other than I think she could nail when I'm being a, like funny. I just think that that mm. would be a good a good match. I don't think we look mm. anything remotely alike, mm-hmm. but I'll take her personality. I like her a lot. Or someone like I can't think of like a celebrity that's more down to earth than Jennifer Lawrence. Chrissy Teigen, another one could never play me. We're not the same race, but that would be a really cool match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just have zero clue. What about Gerard Butler? He's, like, really old. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, does he do, like, American accents? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, maybe I've not seen enough of his movies then. It doesn't have to be Gerard Butler. Okay. Um, man, like, I, I have no idea. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, man. Andrew, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I just want to ask the question. Oh, man. Um, I look a little bit like Jimmy Tatro. He makes YouTube videos. Yeah, you do. So. Yeah, you do. If we could have him do the fill in the rest of the the story, that would be nice. Uh, yeah. Oh man, he could definitely play you. Yeah. I think the personality like fits totally. Well, we probably save we save a good amount on the budget too. Yeah. I don't think he's like an A list celebrity or anything. Not down talking him, but we could probably save some money. I think he'd be outstanding if he played you like kind of uh, like the late high school, early college years. Yes. Yeah. I think that'd be perfect. Um, yeah, now we should get, like, the OG, for me now, the OG Dumbledore from the grave. Mm-hmm. We should pick him up. <laughs> from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the scene of, like, him and, the, like, Gerard Butler going on a walk in Wayland? Oh, oh man. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to think about that, and I'll probably give you my answer, you know, off screen in a few weeks. But um... Along with the second characteristic of what makes an all time movie. Oh, I thought I said the. That one was cinematography. Yeah. Okay. Very good, Gary. I'm crossing out the questions as I go. Okay, good. Oh, I want to sprinkle in that maybe Melissa McCarthy could be like an older me. Totally. I feel like that would be a pretty good match. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Sprinkle. Yeah. I mean, also, I was thinking Polar would be like the quickest knee jerk. God, my dream. My absolute dream. Yeah. Because she also can do serious stuff for sure. Like if you watch yeah. her improv, um, well, like the ass cast, you can definitely be serious too. Okay. But obviously, hilarious. So. What overdone movie thing? Like old people coughing into uh, a scarf and there's blood and they end up dying, or like the rom com when it rains, when they break up. Like, what overdone movie thing do you love the most? do i love oh i thought you were going the other direction i thought you were too yeah you can give me both Um, (laughs) i'll give you one that maybe isn't like a huge overdone thing but like anytime there's a character who just is like not musically talented but they like burst into song (laughs) like though that can be absolutely hysterical like there's one of my favorite, like, probably my favorite bad movie of all time is this movie called Evolution. It's made in 2001 with, um, oh, shoot. Oh, it's the guy from the X-Files. The main, oh, shoot. What's his name? Okay, anyway. X-Files? What? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so, but anyway, there's this, you know, character who's kind of this, you know, Andy Dwyer kind of, you know, a dumbass and he's like wanting to be a firefighter. And there's this scene where there's this like giant creature that they're trying to get the attention of. And this guy just in the middle of the mall just starts singing to try to like attract this animal. And it's the funniest thing ever. Yes, Garrett. So whether it's like they burst into song or like they do some like dance or something and they're totally not like talented that way. I don't know. (laughs) There's another scene, actually, that I just thought of just now. It's not like this person's not talented, but you wouldn't think that they were. It's in The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. And Mark Wahlberg has this ex-girlfriend who, you know, teaches, like, a ballet class. And he goes into the class, like, you think think I don't know how to do this? And he, like, busts out this amazing dance where it's like, okay, how did you do that? He's like, "You you think I don't know this? So... That's, that's and he, learned it, he learned it just to make fun of the kid who dances down the street. <laughs> you learned all that, ironically? I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I can't, honestly, I really can't think of anything for this, but I think one thing that will, like, that gets me in, in like, a really weird, deep way that, like, I laugh when there's, like, violence in a movie. Not in, like, serious situations, but, like, like fighting movies, war movies, sometimes I'll laugh when I see violent things. Or, like, in Joe, obviously, like, comedies where they're, like, punching and it's fake. Just because, like, deep down I know it's fake. So watching, like, fake punches to me 
is the funniest thing in the world because you can really nitpick and see how they fucked it up. <laughs> and I just like if I see a bad one, I laugh like I will laugh out loud. I don't care where I am, and I will cackle because I think it's funny. But that's like the only thing that I can think mm. of. There's nothing else where I'm like oh, I love that part. It's just like a bad punch. <laughs> It's um, this is pretty specific, but anytime there's like a like a teenage movie, usually or like a young adult movie, and there's like the quiet nerdy girl, and she's like, "Promise me one thing, you won't fall in love with me." And the main character's like, "Okay," and then an hour later, they're like, "I'm in love with you," and then she's like, "Well, then show it to me in public," and then they go out in public, and he's like, "Oh, my social status is such that I cannot uh, express my love," and then. She's like, that was so bad. And then later in the movie, they cut back together. I can watch those movies all day long because they're so bad, but I think they're hilarious. That's, that's like any romantic comedy from like the 80s. Yeah. That's hilarious. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So that's number one. Two, the old coach or like washed up player that like the star player is about to like go on his big thing and they're like, hey man, I quit and now my life is terrible. Don't quit. You see it in Rudy, you see it in all these movies. I love that. And then the last one is at the end of a movie when it's ended so badly that the character just wakes up and it's a dream. That's what the writers come up with. I love that too. It's like, oh, this was all a dream. So those are those would be the three ones that I love. Hmm. Those are good. Hmm. <laughs> huh. I I will say though, when I I will add this in now that you gave me an idea like spoof movies i love a good spoof movie like all the scary movies Mm -hmm. those are so fucking funny and like they're so bad they are awful but they are so funny oh yeah i love a bad movie oh yeah i love a bad movie absolutely (laughs) um uh pivoting away from bad movies what uh are some of the movies that you most frequently recommend to people See, I don't feel like people ask me for movie recommendations. You know what? You know what? Scratch that. What are some movies that were most pivotal or most inspiring in your life? Hmm. I will say Silver Linings Playbook was huge for me. Huge for me, especially because it came out when I was struggling with my own mental health. So that was, like, a really good movie for me to watch at that time. And it's just a beautiful movie in general. I mean, come on. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I would I would highly recommend that movie to many people. Yeah. Great answer. Ooh, also the movie Invincible. Do you know that one? With Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Yeah. I loved that movie. That is a movie I could watch 400 times over and just feel good about myself at the end. Like, I don't know why. It just, like, that is just a thing. Also, fun fact, I met that real dude's daughter in real life. Whoa. She went to my my college. But anyway, great movie, too. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could answer that. Because I don't feel like I find movies, like, super inspiring necessarily. I mean, they're movies that I watch that, like, you know, make you feel good at the end. But, like, I wouldn't say any of those are, like, my favorite movies. Um, I don't know. I'll let you think more. I'm going to add in one more was for quarantine. When it started, I was like, not okay. Obviously none of us were, but I think I watched frozen Two like 45 times during quarantine. And it was like, it wasn't like I needed to sit down and watch it. It was just always on in the background and it was like that one thing where like if I was feeling sad, Kate would be like, do you want me to pop on Frozen 2? And I'd be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and it just like made me feel good. And then it was just like a, a weird, happy thing. And I loved the soundtrack. Like, I don't know. That was my, that's my only other one where I'm like, yeah, no, I needed that movie real bad for a while. And it, it was there for me. I love that. See, I think when I like feel upset or sad, I like to watch something that, that makes me laugh that like you know i know i can just literally forget about everything and just laugh at you know whatever ridiculous so like one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies is the simpsons movie um i just love watching that movie just to laugh it's so stupid but it's like you know what it's it's good cheap laughs it's it's a funny funny movie um another movie that i like to throw on when like i'm upset you know oceans 11 love that movie that's one of my favorite movies just to throw on uh people something people do not know about me is i am like weirdly into like kind of crime or like based on true true events type movies um it's kind of a weird niche that i have where it's like i like movies that are based on true events or they're just like kind of big like crime movies where there's like some crazy stuff going on Or, or there's like a mystery I would say, like, really big, like, shaping movies in my life would be, like, from 16 to 8, eh, from, like, 15 to 18, Goodwill Hunting is something I would watch very, very regularly. Um, it's just, I think, as a male in Boston, it's a something that, you know, they kind of are telling the story of every young man in Boston's mm-hmm. life with some foils, just the character being, like, a genius and such. But, like, other than that, it's, like, very much trying to make sense of a lot of the things that kind of we deal with. Yeah. Um, and then I think the Rocky film for me, like the first Rocky specifically, uh-huh. where Rocky is puts in all the training and then like the I, the weird, the one scene for me is like the night before where he's sitting with, um, with a significant other and he's like just saying how he doesn't think he's going to do it. And I don't think a lot of people uniquely feel that when they've put in 99.99% of the work, but they still feel like an absolute fraud. Um, some people very much understand that. Some people really don't. The Rocky movies do a good job, and that helped me understand that like everybody is scared, even before, even with all the preparation. That like you still think like a fraud, and you still think like you're not going to do it up until the moment that you do it. Um, and then Whiplash just like helped me understand that like other people are also obsessed with things and get tunnel vision and the joys and pains that come with that. So those are you know a few of them that 
really stuck out to me and have shaped my life for sure. Um, and I come back to them, just, you know, from time to time and kind of retake the, the, the knowledge or the, the juice from the movie. Hmm. What is Whiplash? I've never heard of it. Uh, so Miles Teller in that film is a drummer and he is trying to be the greatest drummer that ever was. And he has this coach um, who is uh, a very serious, very hard, very demanding, bordering on abusive coach who gets, or sorry, conductor that gets every single thing out of Miles Teller. And he's like bleeding on the drum set. He'll get car accidents and then like stagger in and play the drums. And it almost breaks him. But the movie is, is showing like, if you want to be great with something, like you have to literally be willing to die to do it. And that's the film that it portrays. It like completely destroys him. But he also um, gets to actually get everything out of his potential. And it's a really interesting film. And um, I would recommend... So I used to write it on all my Arrowhead notebooks, Brenna. I almost got a tattoo. That's what whiplash is. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So. Get it. Yeah. So I, that so the the the, the carryover to Arrowhead was like if I wasn't willing to die to do it, I shouldn't do it to begin with. And so. I love that. Yeah. I think I just had like an aha moment of like a inspiring movie. Um, so, you know, I'm not a huge sports movie person. You know, there are sports movies that I do enjoy, but I'm not like, you know, Oh, you know, remember the Titans? Like I've seen it once or twice, but it's not like one of my favorite movies. I don't think I've seen Rudy. Um, or maybe I have, I'm not sure. But, um, one of my favorite movies is coach Carter. Um, that movie is incredibly, incredibly inspiring just in general. Not necessarily that like it inspires me, but it's just like an inspiring story of, you know, a team that, you know, kind of rejects having a new coach, but then they kind of come around to his way of thinking and their events that kind of bring the team together. Um, that movie always makes me like like cry at the end because it's just so kind of such a powerful message that um you know you can come together to achieve anything um and i thought that you know it was a really really great movie and definitely a movie that after i watch it i'm inspired to like do something hey just a, another arrowhead story that dovetails off that you know the cruise speech where he stands up when when coach carter locks him out of the gym it's like the mandatory gpa they're not reaching him and he tells the team and then Cruz stands up and he's like, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our lightness, not our dark that, that, that most frightens us. And it yeah. goes on. Um, well, it kind of just says like, show your light. And by shining your light, you allow other people to shine their light and make the world a better place. Well, Colin Montgomery was one of our volunteers. Actually, he had you, Garrett. And I would literally go up to him. I go, Colin, what is your greatest fear every day before camp? Little mind games. So I would say, Colin, what's your greatest fear? And he just never knew what I was talking about. So that one never has a big ending to it. He's just like, that's a weird thing that he said. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'd always ask Colin what his, what his deepest fear is. <laughs> the things you do that I don't find out what they mean until years later. <laughs> yeah. Man. Coach Carter, good film. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh.
questions. Um, yeah. But is there anything like up to this point that you guys like, like any notes or things that you guys really want to touch on or things that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I just, you know, separated my, like some of my favorite movies into categories. Um, is pretty much what, what I did for the majority of yesterday. Um, one of the things I did want to ask about is like, do either of you have like interesting stories from times that you went to the movies or just kind of straight up hilarious stories or maybe you know you got in trouble at the movie theater or like just something funny happened because i actually do kind of have a couple of interesting stories not really okay i don't know if i do either i think like the most interesting thing i've ever done was stay at the movie theaters and watch like three movies in a row and just okay. jump from theater to theater mm-hmm. but then we didn't get caught we were we just did yeah. it <laughs> I sound like such a hooligan when we do this <laughs> but I, like I swear to god I wasn't <laughs> alright if you say so Wait, Garrett, what are your story? I don't know. What are your stories? Well, I, I do have one pretty funny story from, um, it, was, it was 2012. Me and a, one of my best friends from high school, we went to go see The Dark Knight Rises. Um, and so, um, obviously, you know, not to make light of this situation, but obviously there was that situation in Colorado where there was that guy who dressed up as the Joker and, you know, killed a bunch of people. And so, obviously you know, there's a lot floating around your head around that particular scene that they mentioned where he literally just, you know, starts shooting people. But like, so like that was in my head already, like being nervous, not being like scared, you know, but being like, okay, you know, this is in my head, but you know, totally beside that. So we went to go see the movie. It's, you know, sunny outside. I don't remember how, you know, warm it was. So of course, you know, we leave all the windows open in my dad's van. So it was my dad, myself, and then my friend. So we go see uh, Dark Knight Rises. We finish it, and then we walk out of the theater. Me and my friend already start talking like, okay, that was crazy. What does that ending mean? What is going on? And we open the door, and it's pouring. And there is water all inside the car. And it was like, okay, probably shouldn't have left, left all the windows open. Left all the windows open. Let, or, or actually, no, maybe it was just like the front windows, but then had the sunroof open also. And that was a disaster. So, yeah. No. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Um, and then it's funny. I have another, it's, it's not a long story with this same friend, but uh, me and two of my friends, including this, this friend, we went to go see Jackass 3 in whenever it came out. And yeah, we were trying to get, you know, his mom to like sneak us into the theater because we were, you know, not not of age because we were not uh we were not we were not 17 (laughs) so that was that was kind of interesting Um, yeah i don't have any good stories like that (laughs) okay um oh i have a question so every time i go to movies i get the same type of like snack combo that's exactly what i was gonna ask like do you have a routine or same thing that you do 
Yes, that's what I want to know. Like, every time, what do you do when you go to the movies? I honestly don't really have a set routine. It's pretty much just how I'm feeling at the moment. Really? Uh, pretty much it's the consistent, you know, is popcorn. But then sometimes if I'm in line, I see a candy, like, oh, you know, I could really go for one of those. Um, they they used to make these things. I swear to God, they used to make these things at the, at the AMC. It was like Kit Kat bars, but like in kind of a... Uh, like ball form if that if that if that makes sense i swear they had those candies and i had them once and it was literally the greatest thing ever um i love getting like uh the bunch of crunch those are really good um those are so good yeah but it really depends every time i don't have like the same thing that i always get okay what about you andrew oh just big thick bowl of of popcorn Multiple people. That's it right there. Okay. I love that. A group of fringe friends. Yeah, with all my fringe friends. <laughs> Yo, the last movie I went to, just to, to to kind of to give some gravity, I'm just going to name drop some people that I went to the movies with. Um, I'm so pumped about it. So for starters, I go to bed at like 8 at night, 8.30. I'm literally at, in, in bed at 8.30 every night. My boy Alex Ferranti hits me up to see Star Wars, the last one of the entire trilogy. I've never seen a Star Wars movie, but Ferranti hit me up, and I was like, absolutely. We'll go at 10.30 p.m. at night. So I watched the finale with him, Tosh Campbell, and Connor Ward, and we just got a huge bowl of popcorn. We are just hanging out pre-COVID, and it was so much fun. It was so much fun. So a whole bunch of popcorn, great people, um, very fun. But yeah, big bowl of popcorn. I love that. My um, my every time routine I go, I always get an icy, a blue icy, and popcorn. Yeah, and then like a small popcorn just for me, and then I'll bring candy because candy's too expensive, so I sneak it in. <laughs> sneak it in like uh, Charlie Kelly with the spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> Basically, uh, good, good answer. Loose candy in my pockets. That's kind of actually. Do you want to hear one of the actually one of my more embarrassing things I've done? So this isn't the this overall is not embarrassing, but the specific story is. I like to go to the movies by myself. It's just something I like to do. I just like to go hang out. I'll get food before, and then I'll put it in a bag, and then I'll go watch a movie by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one time I was like. Frozen had just come out, the first one, and I was like, I want to go see Frozen. No one wants to go with me. Whatever, I'm going to go. I went to McDonald's before. <laughs> I was like, just feeling a burger. Brought it in, and I'm sitting there. I'm like the only person in the theater. And then it walks like five girls, two grades below me, and I was in high school at the time. So I'm like this like junior in high school, sitting by herself, eating McDonald's, watching Frozen. And they just sat in the row right in front of me, not assigned seats. They had to sit right in front of me. And I was like, I, you know what? I can't. And I got up and I moved two rows back and I ate my McDonald's in peace. <laughs> Beast. Yeah, but that was like a mortifying experience. <laughs> you had to pick a row in front. Come on. 
Get a grip. You can always call him out on this podcast. I'll never hear it, Fredo. Yeah. <laughs> That's your choice. Oh, Honestly, I don't even know if I can tell you their names. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be hearing this. They'll be hearing this. True. Oh, man. That is awesome. I do I kind of... This is like maybe over like a span of a few weeks, but I think it was like July or August of whatever summer Suicide Squad came out. And I remember we're, we're at Arrowhead. I'm pretty sure both of you were involved in this conversation where I'm getting, I like got out of the water at day camp. Um, and I, I don't know how we were talking about it, but it was like we were talking about movies. And I was like, oh, does anyone want to see Suicide Squad? And you guys are like, and Andrew's like, nah, like I'm good. <laughs> You straight up just said that. You're just like, nah, like, no thanks. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a few weeks later, it's my birthday. I went to go see it with, with my brothers, um, which was fun. And then I saw it again. Uh, maybe, maybe it was like 10 or so days later. And I saw it with Colin Montgomery and Ben Morrison. And we saw it like super late at night. And we decided to walk over to Chipotle after the movie. And, you know, I walked over with with one of them while the other one, you know, drove whatever car they were in. And they drove very slowly along the side of the road. And it's like, it's like 9, 30, 10 at night. There's no one out there. Um, and we got to Chipotle. I, you know, panicked because I had been to Chipotle the day before. And the same person was working like, oh, burrito or bowl. And this guy literally starts talking about my order like it's the same thing from yesterday. And it freaked me out. I'm like, okay, like, that's weird. So I completely went off the board and ordered something I would never order at Chipotle. And, yeah, I panicked. But it was, like, weird when someone's like, oh, do you want steak and white rice? I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want you figuring figuring me out. But yeah, that's work for the government, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got the uh, fresh salsa, which I've never gotten except for the first time I went to Chipotle, like the very first time because I was you know a novice, I had no idea. But then you know ordered it that time, and I'm like, yep, never again, <laughs> never ever ordering that salsa again. I gotta have it hot. I know that that's a psycho move to some people, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that's not like a perfect like movie story, but it does involve movies. But yeah, no, I'll never forget Andrews being like, "Nah," <laughs> said like, "No I thanks." Get that feedback all the time from people, but usually it's a it's a pro because I'll never I'll never say like if you're like, "Yo, do you want to hang out?" I'll never be and if I if I know I can't do it or if I don't want to do it, I'll never usually be like, "Oh yeah, like I'll see." I'll just be like, "No" or "Yes," you know what I mean. But yeah, that's a great example. Like, do I want to see Jared Leto in Suicide Squad? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was caught off guard. I was like, wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, that's gas, man. Um, I was just thinking throughout the, the, the flow of this conversation, too. Um, when I was like 11, I took... Um, my friend Michelle Schaefer on a date, or I don't even know if she thought it was a date or if I thought it was a date, but we went to the food court at the Natick Mall and then we saw a movie and the whole movie, which was, I can't 
can't remember the movie, I was thinking about whether I should put my arm around her, and then I did. And that was huge. Oh, okay. That was, that was big time. And then the last day of school in eighth grade, the same type of thing. Maybe with the same, maybe also with Michelle Schaefer. I honestly don't know. But so that, that, that is, that's one thing you think of too, is like the coming age, coming of age, the first, the first date, first kiss, all that stuff that all kind of happens in the movie theater for some people. That's mm. like a coming of age thing. Not I, for me. Square wheels. I kind of have a super embarrassing story that is kind of theater. like that. Yikes. I don't know if I should share this story because it's really embarrassing. Yeah, let it rip. Let's all right, go. fine. So I went, oh, I forget exactly when it was, um, you know, I went to go see, just, just for, you know, the sake of, you know, I'm not going to name names here, but I went to, I went to see, I forget the name of the movie, but it was a movie with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart, where Will Ferrell, like, is, like, this super rich guy that's going to go to prison, and he, like, talks to this guy who's, like, going to prepare him for prison. I forget what the name of the movie is, but... I went to go see it with this person and we're in line to get tickets and it's a rated R movie. I'm not 17. Well, actually I am 17. I'm maybe it was okay. Maybe it was after my freshman year of college. And I think I'm, I think I'm 18 at that point. And you know, not under 17 is not a thing for me. So I'm 18, you know, we go get to get the tickets and they're like, it's rated R, you know, let me see your IDs. I didn't have a photo ID at that point. Um, and yeah, literally could not get in to see the movie. And like an idiot, I had my college ID, like in my backpack. I didn't even think to, you know, bring that out. Cause that would straight up prove that I am over 17. Um, and so, yeah, literally didn't get into the movie. And I said to this person, Hey, let's, it's a nice day. Let's walk over to Chipotle. So we did that. And, uh, me and myself, you know, like an idiot, I kind of thought that this was a, uh, uh, kind of a quasi date, and uh, no, it really wasn't. And I kind of made myself look like a complete idiot. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty embarrassing story. I'll, I'll raise you one more embarrassing one because I, th- I think I appreciate the open transparency. Um, I um, when I was doing Arrowhead, I like had like a very very small and very unrequited um, little romance with uh, Riley. You remember Riley? I took her to see one movie, and guess what that movie was? This is how much, this is how much game I have, guys. The Giver. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, That's man. rough. Oof. Why? <laughs> I have no response. Nobody knows what, however old that was, 78 year old me was thinking, but so, that was not the move. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's a movie of the book, right? Oh, exactly. Where they just give memories to this one person with this like dystopian society. What? Okay. And then he runs away at the end. I have oh, like oh, one million questions. Why would they ever make a movie out of that <laughs> book? Who the hell wants to go see a movie with that, like a, a, a movie version of that book? What what are we doing? You know yeah. what what other movies were playing? Why would you make that decision? Well, let me look up. Let me look up the the lineup card. Movies that were 
playing. That is a really poor decision. Wow. I'll be honest. Uh, this so this came out twenty fourteen. Okay. Of 2014. Do you remember? Do you remember when? Like what time of year you saw it? Uh, no. Okay. I do. I do remember after hanging out with Riley a few times, her being like, "We should. We should actually, you know, explore. <laughs> we should explore other options." Okay. So there's American Sniper, Fury. So these are all too actiony. Documentaries, uh, the interview, Whiplash, the Whiplash plug. Um, okay, The Kingsman, Boyhood. Yeah, you should have seen, seen The Kingsman. Kingsman's a good movie. Yeah, you definitely should have seen that. I don't know if it came out at the same time, but. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Not a good movie. <laughs> Tough go. <girl. laughs> Uh, if yeah, any, any other particularly bad dates I can think of throughout my life come up, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But that one definitely sticks out. <laughs> You're really just going in and exposing people today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's safe on this podcast. And also, I think everybody's safe on this podcast. But Caroline will hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Caroline was there. She knows your game with uh, Riley was a little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty mayonnaise. <laughs> it was pretty non-existent. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's enough. <laughs> I love to move on. Um, yeah, wow. Um, we're talking about Andy Garrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. Um, okay, Brad, this you is the shirt. You see it? Mm-mm. That's my shirt. Originally Melissa's too. Wow, we got a stolen T-shirt. Wow. Yeah, this is uh, this has been stolen every family day. Someone will dress up, which I was the 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 newbie on the team, and they show up in full garb, <clears throat> which is like a button-down shirt and pants for guys, and you know it's a hundred degrees and you got to move a hundred chairs, so you're just sweating so much. So. Um, she had this car in her in her in her car. This car in her car. She had the shirt in her car, and it fit really well. And I've never just never gave it back. And it's one of my staple shirts, like staple. Like I wear it once a week. Um, great shirt. It was a great shirt. It's mm. very comfortable. Super comfy. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I just realized that I was talking to my parents last night about like you know, movie experiences, because we I mentioned that we were going to do this episode. So uh, this is a story did not happen to me, but they uh, recalled very quickly about my old, my older brother, who um, I forget exactly when he saw this movie, but uh, apparently he had gone to see Babe with my mom and dad. Do you guys, do you remember that movie? No. It's the one about the pig. Where like okay. the, the pig is like a main character. And so yeah. I, I've never seen the movie, but apparently they're saying that there's a scene where uh, whoever is going to like shoot the pig or something. And uh, apparently this is, I, I don't know if this is accurate or not. It sounds like it's accurate. My older brother stands up in the theater and shouts, no, oh. no. 
funniest. I could not believe that I heard that. And my parents were like, yeah, we were actually kind of like proud, I guess, in, in a way. Aww. So I was like, wow, that is not a story I expected to hear. That is really sweet. Um, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately it did not happen to me. So, but anyway, it's a funny, kind of a funny story. Um, that movie, Babe, is actually one of my best friend Kaylee's, Kaylee McReynolds, uh, her favorite movie. And there's one line from that that we always quote to each other, where at the very end, he goes, that'll do, pig, that'll do. And it's just like in Shrek when he goes, that'll do, donkey, that'll do. And so we quote it back and forth, and I'll say, that'll do, pig, and then she'll say, that'll do, donkey. (laughs) I think that line has definitely been used in other movies or TV shows, because I've definitely heard that. That's so funny. That's so funny. Hmm. It's so good, though. I love that movie. So, um, it's not really funny, but this is kind of a thing that me and my family have done for for years as we go see a movie on New Year's Eve. Um, We've been doing that for years. Um, You know, whether it's uh, seeing Star Wars or any movie that's, you know, out in the theater. Um, that's always fun doing that. So usually we'll go over to a theater in, in Waltham and, uh, go see a movie there. So last year I went to see, um, the last Star Wars movie with my older brother, which was a really fun experience. Um, cause you know, both of us really enjoy Star Wars. So it was a fun experience to go watch that. And then my parents went to see Uncut Gems, which, you know, really was not up their alley, uh, they came out of the movie, they're like, yeah, we did not like the movie at all. Which I'm like, you know what? I'm not surprised, knowing my parents. I'm not I'm not surprised that they didn't like that movie. Um, but it was a fun experience getting to see Star Wars with my brother. Um, also kind of going off that, there's a theater in Maine that we sometimes will go to when we go to uh, Bar Harbor. Um, and it's this theater where there are like couches and stuff that you can you know, sit on to watch the movie and they also certain they also have pizza. Um, so we've done that a few times. That's like one of my favorite memories of Bar Harbor is doing that when I was a kid. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a really, really cool theater. Um, I don't have any recollection of movies that I've seen there. The only thing I can remember was Pacific Rim and that was a few, that was a bunch of years back. Um I can't remember any other movie that we saw there except for that one. Huh. Um, Is there, like, a movie that, like, um, that you haven't seen, but it still holds, like, a special place in your heart? Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Or is there, like, a movie... What? That you've never seen, but it holds a special place in your heart? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure I do. I'm only, so, like, okay, that's, here's why I'm asking it, is because, like, for me, I've never seen The Terminator, Mm. but I like that movie in the sense that it's the movie my parents were watching when my mom went into labor with me, so, like, that movie holds a special place in my Mm. heart, but I've never seen it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in a way, yeah, I think so. I didn't know if I, if anyone else had that experience. 
I guess, like, in rap songs, like, when Drake is, like, lately I've been feeling, like, Guy Pierce and Memento. Like, I've never seen Memento. I don't know who Guy Pierce is, but, like, lately that's what Drake's been feeling like. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, what is, like, what is that movie about? Like, so I guess, like, <clears throat> like when I hear a movie reference or a character reference in a rap song, I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Maybe I should watch that. And then I'll look up the movie and I'm like, I have no interest in said subject, but a great reference. <laughs> That's okay. Now I think I kind of get this. So, um, Family Guy is one of my favorite shows to watch, and like throughout this the run of that series, they constantly have like pop culture references to movies, especially movies from like the eighties or nineties. And I've not seen like any of these movies, but like the jokes that they make, I'm like, ah, that's funny, even though I have no idea what they're talking about. So I guess maybe that's kind. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But like yeah, the jokes yeah. they make are always movies from the eighties. Yeah. So Yeah, Brendan uh Matt uh Frechette on like is on staff and he'll always have these like he's always like the coolest guy, so you wanna know what he's talking about when he makes a reference. And they'll be like, Oh, like Snow Dogs, like you haven't seen Snow Dogs? And I'm like, Damn, like no, I haven't seen Snow Dogs. And like every time they'll make a reference, I really wanna know it. And like the amount of times I know it is around ten percent. And it uh it breaks his heart. It breaks his heart that he had no intellectual equals as far as old 90s to 80s. That's okay. Um, But deeply, how badly I want to have known the movie that he makes the reference to. um, Scary. I feel like, you know, I make connections with some of my best friends over like comedy movies. Like my best friend from high school, we love 2122 Jump Street. We love um, Ted. Like we'll, you know, toss, toss, quotes back and forth and they're just so funny um and then the other guys is also another movie that i love like quoting back and forth with people just some of those scenes are just amazing um oh man so i definitely get a kick out of like you know comedy movies and then you know if people have you know seen the dark knight or any of the batman movies like i'll sometimes you know toss quotes about that back and forth um. Do we have any other questions? Yeah, Andrew, is there anything else that you have? Mm, none that come to mind. Mm-hmm. I know there might be some. I kind of got ran out of the room that I was hanging out in. Um, so I don't have that my book in front of me with all my little <laughs> Do we want to end on what our favorite movies are? Like a favorite movie? Or a movie recommendation for Carol, since she's the only one listening? (laughs) She's not the only one. Come on. (laughs) We have, like, the other listeners, like, come on, guys, fuck you. Like, (laughs) if you are another listener and you identify yourself, we'll send you, uh, Garrett will send you $5 to Applebee's. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I, I will send you $25 to Amazon because I have like 5,000 gift cards. We will send you $3 to Applebee's. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I don't even go to Applebee's. I think I've been twice okay, in my $1 life. To, no. um, I don't know, bro. That's a good question. That's such an impossible question. I'm just kidding. 
Um, I think I think movie recommendation is a good one. So then that way you don't have to pick a favorite. You can just say like a movie you think people should watch. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's a movie that I watched recently um, that I had seen before um, called Spotlight, and it's about the um, Boston Globe uh, like investigative journalism team. Um, and they report on the, um, like, uh, sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, specifically in Boston. Um, and that movie is a really, really good movie. It's a really interesting movie about um, journalism and people literally just hounding people for, you know, information or, you know, what they can give them. Like, there's this character who literally spends months being really persistent trying to get information out of you know this other person and it's really amazing really interesting look into um journalism and like investigative journalism so that's a movie that i would definitely recommend to to people to watch mark ruffalo's not hard on the eyes either in that movie is he i i I guess not (laughs) but he's a fantastic actor in that movie yeah he is and then uh is amy adams in that movie as well Ra- Rachel McAdams. Damn it. Damn close, it. Close, close though. Close. Yeah, she's really good in that um, as well. She's good in that. That's a good movie. Great recommendation, Garrett. Okay. I definitely have more than one, but, you know, if you guys want to mention one, that's fine. Um, I Yeah, well, we can go until we just don't have more. I, one of mine is... Sure. Um, we actually just watched it the other day, but it came out in 2014. I saw it a while ago, too. It's called This Is Where I Leave You. Um, it's with, like, Jason Bateman, Adam Driver, Tina Fey, um, Jane Fonda's in it. Like, just a, a crew of people. And, and it's literally about this family, and, like, their dad passes away, and it brings all the siblings home together. Um, and they, like, sit shiva, even though they're not Jewish. And it's, like, this whole that's so funny and, like, honest and real and it just is a feel-good movie it's really really good highly recommend andrew i might i might have a quick skip <clears throat> and then i'll go to garrett I, one will come to me and i really 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 want people i mean like i keep thinking about the twist and um Shutter Island, like Shutter Island's movie that I watched it, and then I was like, oh, that's what? And then I immediately watched it again, but um, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip. Um, Take a gentleman's skip. <laughs> another um, another movie that I saw fairly recently was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, and that was, I thought, was a really, really interesting uh, movie that, that I enjoyed. Kind of, a, kind of a based on true events, kind of a crime type movie i guess um but the storytelling in that is fantastic um and i really enjoyed that you know watching brad pitt and uh leo dicaprio yeah that that's a really good movie um i recommend all the movies that i've said today but i would also probably recommend this is so hard. Oh no, I just had one and then it's gone. Pass, next. Oh no. 
if you're looking for good dialogue, like Garrett was talking about, I think it's called the Meyerowitz Project, I think. It's, like, very known for, like, cadence that is very similar to real life. And then the squid and the whale also has dialogue, and it kind of plays to real-life things. Hmm. But you also don't have to watch them. You're so nice. I would say um, for kind of a, a series that you can do, um, movies are long, but they're really good. Uh, the Lord of the Rings. Um, those, I think those movies or, you know, the Hobbit movies, both both series are really outstanding. But um, I really thought that Lord of the Rings is amazing. If you like Game of Thrones and you like that type of stuff, I think you'll really like these movies. And yes, they're really long, but, you know, if you kind of think of them as like, you know, segments, um, they're, they're really good. I think that series is definitely, is definitely worth it. Um, where's the, well, I just went on my Netflix because I sometimes have a list of movies I Mm. like on my Netflix and actually it's weird. It's popular today, but easy a, um, yeah. I love that movie. That's another really good classic movie. Um, With Emma Stone? Yeah. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, Emma Stone. Um, That's a really good movie. Really funny. Not so much a recommendation, but if anyone wants to make this movie, I always thought about um, this, like, very busy businessman who's, like, about to have his life fall apart because he's working too hard at work. Uh, is going to hail a cab, uh, a cab, which is, I guess, shows you how how old I was when I thought about this movie. Um, and then he's on his phone, and he gets hit by a cab. And then it's him in the cab. He thinks that he's still alive, and all you see is this pair of blue eyes. It's kind of like the Twelve Angry Men, how they only the whole thing takes takes place in one shot, and it's him looking into a pair of blue eyes. Spoiler alert: the blue eyes is a pair of God. And they talk about life and what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong. And at the end of it, he figures out that he has messed up his life completely. And, and it's a dream. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> Man. Um, so I know that um, we had mentioned the dinosaur thing, and I wanted to make sure we circled back to that. Um, but I love Jurassic Park. Love those movies. Those movies were like awesome to me when I, when I was a kid. I loved watching those. So fire. Um, I don't really like the fact that they're continuing to make these movies. Um, if I could rant, I think it's a really uh, it's it's like what a great way to ruin such a great like film franchise. Like, come on, what are, what are we doing? Like, there's so many there's so many great movies where it's like. They've completely ruined it with the amount of movies that they've made after. Like Shrek is a perfect example. I mentioned I mentioned Ice Age. I think they've made like four other movies, which is like why and you know how 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 is there still demand for those movies? But I don't know. Yo, the fact that the Woolly Mammoth. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I, I was done. I was finished. The fact that Woolly Mammoths were on the same planet as me and you is crazy yeah. and they just went extinct yeah because of what? humans yeah facts yeah we're the worst we, we need 
yeah, we if we can't eat you, we or if we eat you too fast, or if we can build things on you and pollute you, we will. Oh, we will. <laughs> yo, yo, fam. There's a book. There's a book. There's a book for oh, everything. Profit and it, and it's about how we deal with the world that is imploding, and the wizard says we should continue with our capitalistic invention and figure out a way to solve it using all our computers and the prophet says that we should use less and the idea of the wizard of the prophet is the two theories about how we're going to save the world it's a book that's about this thick you can't see at home it's a thick book go ahead and get the audio book come through that very very interesting very good book if you are concerned about our environment and the extent to which we will have a sustainable future. I think you should read the book. Went out of turn there. My bad. But plug. That was a good plug. We should always plug saving the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Um. Okay. I have one that um, is just a great movie. No matter what state of mind you're in is Pineapple Express. I love that movie. <laughs> no matter the state of mind. Kiss. Yeah, I've I haven't seen it, but I do know that it's on Netflix, and I do actually want I do intend to watch it. Highly recommend. So yeah, watch that, Garrett, and then text in the group chat that the three of us have about what you thought about it. Uh, yeah, I've I've been on a movie kick on Netflix recently, so I definitely would consider. Um, I watched. So speaking of another Boston movie, I watched The Town last night. Oh. And so you know what's crazy is when I first saw the movie, I thought it was bad. I was like, okay, you know, it's probably not that good. But obviously I did. I don't think I understood what I was watching because when I yeah. just watched it yesterday, I'm like, okay, this is really, really good. Um, you know, sad and like depressing, but it is a really good movie. Um, and I was shocked, like looking at the like rotten tomatoes and it's like a 97 percent. i was like whoa i didn't think the movie was that good when i first saw it um, rotten tomatoes is really 50 50 though you never know that's very true yeah that's very true but i just i guess i was surprised that it had like such a good like uh acclaim um yeah the town is like a pretty perfect movie yeah it yeah. is really good um and kind of plays into my like crime like kind of like true event type of thing um also um a really important movie that people should watch is the usual suspects that's a um, movie from the late 80s i want to say early 90s and it's like this wild uh kind of a crime like mystery type of movie um i've only seen it once or twice i saw it once in a high school class and then i liked it so much that i got the dvd for my birthday um and watched it but yeah it's kind of wild and has this crazy twist at the end that is just bananas oh my god wait pause hmm. i've never heard of that one that one sounds interesting hmm. yeah also also in this movie kevin spacey yes yes i mean he's the main character i guess you could say well one, one of them Alec baldwin's brother stephen baldwin yep yep 
that is a guy who is everywhere, and then they you hear about what that guy did, and he is nowhere. Hollywood cleaned house. Hmm. A lot of just terrible, egomaniac, evil, evil people in Hollywood. We haven't talked about that in the movies. But that's crazy. The whole Me Too movement, like how many like Hollywood people like were just doing like evil things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because they have power over others and they can. But not anymore. Hopefully. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood got roped by that. The amount of producers and mm-hmm. um, like space and the amount of actors and all that stuff. Yeah. Those people are just like and a lot of like news personalities, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like if you were like I'll put it this way, like if um if six months before everything went down, they were like, listen, the Me Too movement's about to happen. What industries do you think? Well, I guess maybe it's because oh, now because those people have like names to them, like Kevin Spacey. Everyone recognizes that name. Like, yeah. it's happening everywhere, but we just don't know their names. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Got it. Got didn't. Yep. Good. 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 You worked through it. You worked through it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. It's so important to talk. It's so important to talk. You hmm. learn. You learn when you speak. What about, I was curious about if there are any documentaries that you guys love, really like, or like would recommend. And I know it's like impossible because there's probably a lot of them. If I, if I know the three of us, I know that we've probably watched a good amount of those. Yeah, I have a couple that really hit me. Um, West Side Barbell versus the World would not interest a lick out of you two, but it's just like, how do the strongest powerlifters that ever lived, what, like, ingredients got them there? And it's, like, steroids and, but like, the crazy training partners they had and stuff. And definitely inspired, like, the crew of six people that I work out with from Monday to Friday at 6 in the morning that are ripping ammonia caps and covering each other in chalk and hitting PRs. And it's a world that not many people go into because there's no reason to go into it. Um, but for some reason, we love it. Uh, and then... Conan O'Brien Can't Stop, I think is the title of it. And I've talked about that on this podcast a number of times, but I saw it and it helped me way better understand myself, which is like the very high energetic person that wants to connect with people. Hmm. I feel like it's really hard because I, I think a lot of the documentaries I've been watching lately are like short series documentaries. Hmm. But, um, one actually that I just caught the very end of the other day was the um, that was it the '86 Celtics team. Ooh, yeah, that documentary. I don't even know it. It like wrecks me inside a little bit, you know. Mm. Like I, lo- I just love watching it. I love like I, oh, it's so good, so good. But then I'm thinking of, like, I watch a lot of crime documentaries. That's oh, my yeah. big thing with documentaries. So it's, like, a lot of them are just, like, on, like, the Zodiac Killer and, like, yeah. the Gold whatever. You know, like, mm-hmm. but those ones, oh, my God. If you're a big fan of crime docs, mm-hmm. doc. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while I'm not, like, a huge feature film, like, sports person, I love sports documentaries. That's really 
where I kind of make my bones in terms of sports, uh, like movie watching. So ESPN has the 30 for 30s and like all of those are amazing. Okay. They're I didn't amazing. know those counted. I love those. Those yeah. things are life. Those are awesome. You know, for me, just kind of learning about all kinds of stuff, you know, obviously I'm partial to the uh, one about the Red Sox with the, you know, comeback against the Yankees in 2004. You know, that's an amazing one. And it's like, I know the story. I know everything from that, but I still love watching it. Yeah, weird flex, but you know I was in Time Magazine when we won in 04? No. Oh, yeah. Again, very weird flex, but... What are you talking about? At the parade, uh, when they won, like, me, my mom, my brother went, and they got a picture of, like, me and my brother yelling out and a bunch of other people, and it made it in Time Magazine. That's crazy. What? Yeah. Yeah, kind of weird, kind of wild. So. Is there evidence? Yeah, I'm sure I got a Time Magazine in my house somewhere. And, like, people, like, would all that got Time Magazine would, like, send me the copies. They're like, this is you. And, like, our picture's, like, bigger than Johnny Damon's headshot in the thing. So, um, pretty crazy. Yeah, you kind of need to flex that a lot more. Yeah, it yeah. also have a picture of it. <laughs> I'm yeah. in Time Magazine. What are you doing? <laughs> when I was eight, I didn't have, I had, like, these huge... <laughs> big gap in my teeth i'll see if, if i can find the time magazine i'll yeah. get that to you guys either but um e- either picture of our episode either 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 that or you just peaked at eight well that might be the case also i was pretty i mean i had like pretty gasoline friend not friendship bracelets but like the the bands the silly like, bands silly bands no 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 the live strong era like the thick Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do I have some of those? Had, Holy cow! I had some like '04 Red Sox, '04 oh. Patriots, like just unbelievable bands. Until I didn't. That that phase is just like ridiculous. Because yeah. I remember at one point I had like seven or eight of those on my arm. Yeah, just just outrageous amount of bands. That was a big accessory for young children. Yes. Oh, accessories. Yeah. I will also say, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, I was, oh. <laughs> you keep going. I'll also say that um, I enjoy watching food documentaries, like uh, Food Inc. is really good. Um, Super Size Me, like, blew my face off when I watched it. Because, like, I literally had no idea about, you know, some of the things that he talks about. And it's not even, like, the challenge of eating McDonald's. Like, to me, that's not even that interesting, you know. But it's, like, the things that you learn about, like, about america and like the school system and you know all these crazy things that like you would not even know that you're watching a documentary about some dude eating mcdonald's for 30 days yeah but it's like he travels all around the country you know he's like trying to get a a phone meeting with someone from mcdonald's and has to call this person like 15 times to like get a hold of them and it's like holy cow it kind of, it, I don't know, it just kind of is a microcosm of that whole industry, and it just kind of has such far-reaching implications. It's just, it's just such a wild, wild documentary to watch. I want to critique the, the, the health system, which I was taught, because they just did, like, these, like, huge, terrible campaigns, like, if you smoke cigarettes, like, you're going to be speaking out of a box until you're older. They're like, mm-hmm. if you 
eat super size me, like you're going to drop of a heart attack instead of just teaching us like how to live just like a balanced diet mm-hmm. because like I did not eat fast food for like five years after I watched that in middle school health. Mm-hmm. Same. I, had, I had literally no idea how to like live a balanced, like what a balanced meal looked like or mm-hmm. like how to meal prep or like maybe how to cook a meal at that age. I just ate chips and salsa every day when I came home, you know? But, like, I knew mm. never to go to McDonald's because it's poison. Like, what? Yeah. So, that's my only critique when, mm. I, when I think about supersize me. I'm like, I don't know. Whatever. No, but mm. I did the same thing. I didn't eat any fast food for six years. And then I got to college and then I was like, wait. What? <laughs> like, it's like, what? What? Why were they trying? Yeah. Yeah. It was stupid. On a lot of middle school. Maybe just because, like. You also have to, like, take into account, like, how much could I have grasped at 11 years old? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they also, like, gave us very good information that just 11-year-old me just could not perceive it. But, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I think um, Wonder Woman is another movie that I would definitely recommend. Um, I really, really enjoyed watching that, you know, as kind of the superhero fan in me. Um, you know, love the Batman movies, obviously. Um, obviously, I was a big fan of those Spider-Man movies. It's funny that, Andrew, you mentioned them, that you had seen them at an early, early age. Um, but Wonder Woman also was just really, really outstanding. And I thought, like, you know, finally they're able to do a movie of this particular character. So I think it's about time that, you know, she got a movie about her. Because I feel like way too often it's like superhero movies are so dominated by, you know, the typical like batman or spider-man or like the avengers and like to see another character you know was really cool and i really liked the movie i actually have a dvd um uh, yeah i mean i could talk hours about those spider-man movies but like i would recommend those um you know any of the any of those uh nolan batman movies definitely i would recommend because they're really 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 outstanding um, um, I don't know unless you guys have any other, any other like recommendations or like one of your favorite or like favorite movies. Yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. Like what? Any like upcoming movies that you're excited for? I mean, I know obviously it's a little difficult to go out to the movie theater right now, but um, I don't know. I can't think of any movies that like are coming up that I'm excited for. Me either. But definitely would be a Vice. I know it's been out, but I want to see Vice. About Dick Cheney. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, just, I looked it up today, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't get my hands on it. Hmm. Does look good. I mean, other than me definitely going to the midnight premiere of uh, whenever the Batman movie comes out. Hey. <laughs> Um, but I don't think it's going to, I think it's 2022 that it's coming out now. So I'll have to wait a little bit, but yeah, I'll be at the midnight premiere of my first one. Hey, <laughs> um, are you going to ask us to go with you or some of your fringe friends? <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have to extend the courtesy to the fringe friends. <laughs> yeah. If we cancel last minute, uh, you can ask them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm I'm so glad that I decided not to fully expose those people because I probably would have gotten roasted for that. For sure. Um. Jeez, I mean that's that was a great conversation about uh, about movies. I think that was uh, really interesting. Um, yeah, my favorite, my biggest takeaway was the gumball machine story that you told. You're like, I would get a gumball machine, and I was like, whoa, I forgot. <laughs> Yep, yeah, the OG gumball machine at uh, the Blockbuster. Yeah, and then, Brett, I love the story where you, you go into the movie theater and, like, the group of five people sit in front of you and you're like, I'm just going to back up. Yeah. I love too. Get the fuck out of my business. <laughs> and then huge credit to me for taking Riley to the giver. So every, every single one of us gets one star for this episode. Great conversation, and... <laughs> It just took us into the obscure, and honestly, that's where this podcast makes its bones. <laughs> also, also, just the smell of Blockbuster, like when you walk in, just the smell of that place. Yeah. Just smells like the movies. God, I miss it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Netflix has just destroyed all of those places. <laughs> where it's like, why go into the, go into the, the store? You can just watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we could uh, finish up our our episode with uh, our positive stuff of the week, or however long it's been. Well, actually, no. I think it's only been a week and a half since our last episode. But yeah, anything you guys have that's fun or good or anything. Yeah, I got one that I'm really excited about. Um, two things. Don't have in front of me, so show you guys. Um, um, on Saturday, Dominic gave me his extra large title town sweatshirt and it is like one of those sweatshirts that is so fuzzy. I just got that brand new fuzz and it's a size up, which means that I literally have worn it every single day since he's given it to me. And, and it makes me so happy. And I booked a haircut with him for tomorrow and I like, I do either grow it out for like years on end or I just buzz it. So going in to see him at his place of work, like seeing him do his craft, he's like a very good friend of mine. And seeing him cut hair is like something I'm, even though I hate getting haircuts oddly, uh, but I love when he does it. So um, really looking forward to it. And that's tomorrow. So hmm. yeah, it's just been a good week. I love Dom and I've been talking to him a bunch. So he's just my boy. So that's been a highlight of my week for sure. Hmm. I love that. Um, let's see. A highlight for me. Well, I had today off, so that was a really big highlight because I didn't do anything for work. Good. <laughs> Good. Probably should have. Didn't. Who cares? Come on. Um, and also, I went to the dollar store recently to decorate more of our, like, little shelf up here. Ooh. So, we got our little decorations. So, um... I did that today, so that's my my big hooray for the week. Hmm. Nice. Um, well, I think mine actually is perfect for our for our episode because it actually is a callback to a previous episode where we uh, talked about our our hobbies and our time management when uh, we were talking about things that we want to try or try to do more of. Um, and one of the things that I had I had said was to do more kind of nature outdoorsy things. Um, so on Saturday, um, Andrew and I went walking on this path in Wayland, um, 
and you know went on this walking path where you know people can ride bikes people can walk you know everyone yelling on your left to us because we were you know taking up the whole place but it was just really fun to it was just really fun to get out and uh you know follow through on one of the things that i wanted to try to do um so that was that was fun and andrew thanks for doing that with me that was that was a good time that was mad fun that's awesome we went a long. We went on like a long walk. We went like a couple of miles. Yeah, yeah. Huge credit to us. If you're listening at home, we like really walked. Yeah, absolutely. No deal. <laughs> yeah, the amount of people on bicycles. Holy cow! Um, also, also, just a hilarious look at Garrett and I's relationship. Like, we could talk about literally anything. I think for two hours, it might have been 100% sports. Like, the whole election happened, and we were like, Joe Biden won. We're like, that's awesome. Then we're like, let's get right into the the Jets and the state of the Patriots. Like, old school, red backroom conversation, very, very much needed. So also a highlight of my week as well, for sure. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, that will probably do it for the three of us. Um, Great, great episode today, Hope. Uh, all of our listeners enjoyed it. Hopefully there's more than one listener. Um, <laughs> but shout out to Carol. I'm ho- I'm guessing that she will have made it through the whole episode. So um, yeah, for, for Andrew Lydon and Brenna Keefe, I'm Garrett Hayden, and we will uh, talk to you guys next time.